Good morning and welcome in the name of Jesus. Today is the 11th Sunday after Pentecost. Our summer text comes from an Old Testament lesson from Job chapter 38. And uh, basically the question is, who are you? And who am I? And we'll see how Job and God through Job answers that question for you and me. As always, we pray as we gather together here in person, we gather together with our brothers and sisters online, that we get our faith strengthened as we hear God's word through the hymns and the songs we sing this morning, uh, through the, the readings this morning, through our liturgy this morning, and most certainly through the, the body and blood of Christ, and I pray through the sermon later on. And as always, we just pray that uh, um, God gives you any healing that you would need today, if you have physical, mental, emotional needs, that as you hear God's words in so many ways, that he might bless you today with a complete healing, or even a partial healing. And if not, he gives you the ability and the strength to, to handle whatever that might be. So let's begin with our, with our opening song, Open the Eyes of My Heart. Oh, 
Please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. From his temple he heard my voice. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock. Let us consider our unworthiness to come before Almighty God and confess our sin to him in the presence of one another. We confess, Creator, Lord, that like Job, we become angry at times and what you have allowed in our lives, and we have wondered why. We confess, Savior Lord, that unlike Paul, we have neglected people around us who have not accepted your sacrifice for them. We confess, Spirit of Truth, that like Peter, we have failed to trust you in all things and have been overwhelmed by the storms of life. We sing, Lord, have mercy.
All things in heaven and earth are under God's rule. His almighty power was shown chiefly in sending his son into the fallen world to destroy the powers of sin, death, and the devil. Your pride, self-centeredness, weakness of faith, and anything else that would separate you from his great love have been forgiven for Jesus' sake. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Being above all.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God, that we, being ready in both body and soul, Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Good morning. The Old Testament reading comes from Job. Uh, The Lord is answering Job. The Lord said to Job, Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb, when I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band and prescribed limits for it and set bars and doors and said, Thus far shall you come and no farther, and here shall your proud waves be stayed? Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth? and the wicked be shaken out of it? It is changed like clay under the seal, and its features stand out like a garment. From the wicked their light is withheld, and their uplifted arm is broken. Have you entered into the springs of the sea, or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you, or have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you comprehended the expanse of the earth? Declare! If you know this, this is the word of the Lord. The Psalm 34. Fear the Lord, you his saints. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. The epistle comes from Romans chapter 10. Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? 
And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Have children that would like to come up for the children's message this morning? Hey, dude, just you and me today, huh? Uh, okay. Think we can handle it? You want to tell me the children's message today? No? Good choice. Okay, I got a picture for you. What's that? That's a beach. It's a beach. All right. So when I was a kid growing up about your age, my parents would take us to the beach all the time because we lived down in the Bay Area, down by the, the, the ocean in the Bay, by the coast. And so they would take us all the time, and I loved to play in the water. And I'd get out there. But sometimes we'd have problems like, what do you see there? It's not a tsunami, but that's a good guess. It is a big wave, though, right? And so when those big waves came, we were, my parents said, Brian, you've got to get out of the water. And my sisters ought to. And I was usually a little slow getting out because I just didn't want to get out. But we'd have to get out, and we'd have to sit on the beach and watch until it was safe again. So in, um, 
in our Old Testament lesson today, we heard about a guy named Job. And the devil kept attacking Job. But God said, he allowed the devil to do some things that are kind of strange for us to understand. But at the same time, he limited what the devil could do because he protected him. And, and God protects you and me too. In the gospel lesson, we hear about, about Jesus walking on water. And then Peter says, oh, let me do it too. And Peter steps out of the boat, and he's walking. And what do you think happened? Do you remember? Did you hear? Yeah, he's, probably what happened is that the wind blew a big wave like this, and he no longer saw Jesus, and he got scared. And then what happened? You could have done the children's message. You got it down perfect. That's exactly what he did. Jesus reached out and saved him. And he said, oh, you have such little faith. And Jesus said the same thing. And you and I, when we get tempted by the devil to do something we're not supposed to do, like you never do anything bad at home, right? Does that mean I do bad things at home sometimes? Yeah. So, And, and most of these, you know, it's the devil kind of going like this, tempting you and stuff. And we call out to Jesus. He helps us and he protects us too. So we're going to pray that we don't forget to do that because the devil just wants to come after you and me and all of them and everybody watching and everybody out there. So, okay, can we do that? All right. Dear Heavenly Father, help us in our times of need to call out to Jesus. Save me. Lord, send him so that indeed he will save and protect us. In Jesus' name, let's sing our hymn of the day.
Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Good morning. It is a good morning. It is the day the Lord has made. Tonight, this morning, I should say, we're going to be looking at the Old Testament lesson from Job, chapter 38, verses 4 to 18, and, and ask the question, who are we? Who are you? Who am I? So, some of you know the Christian singer-songwriter Rich Mullins. It's one of the beginnings of uh, contemporary um, songs used in worship service. And he's probably is best known for the song, Awesome God. He was surprised to find out that most people misunderstood the meaning of the song, and specifically of the phrase, Awesome God. It does not mean that God is awesome in the great, cool, or, or even amazing way, but it, in a way that it, it proclaims God much in the same way that our catechism does. Our God is a God to be feared and loved, one who has done things that our minds cannot fully comprehend. And it is of that kind of awesomeness that our God reminds us in our Old Testament reading for today from Job 38, 
and continuing in the, in the next chapter, that God speaks out of a whirlwind to remind Job of the many things that he has done, things that Job cannot even begin to comprehend, things that even our scientific, logical minds cannot fully understand. By contrast, then, before such an awesome God, who ultimately are we? Who is Job and who is each and every one of us? So Job may not be quite the man of faith that we remember him to be. To understand this chapter, we need to understand a bit more of what was going on in the book of Job. So Job had it all. He was rich. He had a wonderful family. He had great health. And the most important thing was Job had an incredibly strong faith. And then the evil one came and took it all away. Job's Job's flocks were stolen. His children all died in a freak storm. His body became covered with the sores that, that were so bad that the only way that he could find relief was to actually scrape those sores with pottery shards. It's a very sharp piece of um, hard pottery. And then Job's wife. She simply told him, Job, curse God, and then die. Pretty awesome advice, don't you think? And that's in chapter 2, verse 9. I'm telling you the truth. That's what Job's wife did. She basically was telling him to give up on the one who made him and to blame the Lord for all of his problems. And then three of Job's friends come by, and, but not to console him and make him feel better, but rather to get him to admit that God was punishing him for some hidden sin of some kind that he had never shared. How would you like to have friends like that? And for a while, Job kept a strong faith, not blaming God nor denying his provision of care. But eventually, in chapter 31, Job begins to waver. He begins to plead to confront God and defend himself before him, to plead that he is innocent of everything. And then, So when you and I remember Job, we usually think, of that man with that strong faith, preserving under very difficult situations. Yet in the end, God calls Job out for challenging him. In fact, he he says in chapter 38, verse 2, he says says that Job is the one who darkens counsel by words without knowledge. In other words, Job, you don't know what you're even talking about. Job is speaking are trying to speak with authority. And yet it's almost as if if God is saying to Job, who are you to speak that way? You, Job, know nothing. Why do you tell me about my creation? Who are you to question me? And the same questions we've thrown out to you or me. Job did not comprehend the complexity of God's amazing creation from its vast dimensions to the intimate details of placing the precise limit for the seas. Job thought he understood good and evil, 
life and death. But God reveals through his questions that Job really had no clue of what he was talking about. Job's problem was not blatant sin against God's command, but a confusion about his relationship with God. Job was basing his relationship with God on his own knowledge about who God was and what God had done. Job was placing his intelligence over his fear or his trust or his faith in God. Sometimes, I think when you and I read and hear about these Old Testament characters such as Job, we just join in and chastise them too for their lack of faith, for their imperfections, for their problems, without realizing how much you and I are just like them. We too may not be quite the people of faith that we think we are. We too live more on our own knowledge than by faith. We place our trust in what we know or what we think or what is right instead of on the one who is the source of all knowledge. Our knowledge about ourselves is often skewed as we naturally think of ourselves as being better than we actually are. I think I'm a wonderful preacher. Now, I'm, I am most certainly not better than I think I am, for sure. But God is good. And that, um, our knowledge about our creation is growing. We're beginning to understand it more. But the more science discovers about creation, the more questions seems to pop up, don't they? And our knowledge of God is incomplete. As he reminds us in Isaiah 55, verse 8, he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Knowledge is very important. That's why we have schools, we have Sunday school, Bible study classes to teach our children and us more about God's creation, more about ourselves, and quite simply, more about our God. But our knowledge is far, far from complete. In fact, it's quite faulty. We are not saved by our knowledge. It doesn't even come close. So God... And Job is speaking to you and to me, and he asks each of us the question, who are you? You who think you know so much as if you think that knowledge makes me like you more. If you are trusting in your knowledge to you, I, God, simply say, who are you? Take a few seconds. And ask yourself that question. Who am I? Who does God see me as? How do I see God? And then come back to who am I? Why are we forgiven sinners? Why are we forgiven sinners of faith? And why, being forgiven sinners of faith, are we no stronger than Job, but forgiven still, no, no less than every other sinner is forgiven? 
And the forgiveness does not come from our knowledge of God. It does not come from our knowledge of his creation. But it comes as a gift from the one who created the world and the seas. The one who commands its wind and commands the waves. You and I cannot fully understand God's plan to save mankind, which would lead God's own son to die on a cross for us. We cannot comprehend how this Son of God, Jesus, would rise from the dead, conquering sin, death, and the evil one once for all time. We cannot reason in our own minds that water poured out over a child or an adult included in God's command and combined with God's word can and would create faith in the promises of our Savior, Jesus. What God has done goes against logical explanation. Yet, it is the truth, the absolute truth. We believe and promise that because of Jesus' death on the cross, that our sins are forgiven. We trust that because Jesus' resurrection, and we have the promise of life forever with him. We simply hold on to the promise that in our baptism, we are his. So you and I walk by faith, not by sight, by trust in our Savior, not what we think we know. We believe that if God asked, who are you, we could honestly say we are sinners forgiven and set free by Jesus' death on the cross. Trust in him. Trust in him and not on your own understanding because it is through the faith in him, Jesus, that we get to live forever with God in heaven. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, instill your spirit in us so that we never walk away. We never fail to understand that it is you It is your son, Jesus Christ, who lived for us, died for us, rose for us so that we will have eternity with you. Because of him, all of our sins are forgiven. Empower us through your spirit to never, ever forget that. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us rise and confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God.
Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the church gathered around word and sacrament as she proclaimed the gospel in the face of turmoil and oppression. For leaders and laity alike that the Spirit give them courage in their mission to speak the gospel that many may hear and come to faith. And for all our brothers and sisters in Christ that we find the unity to which our Lord calls us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For all who serve in governmental and social positions, that they zealously promote justice and the common good. For those who work in industry and commerce, that their efforts be a blessing to all people. For a favorable weather, that harvests be bountiful, famine be alleviated, and praise resound to our Creator. Let us pray to the Lord. For those who are unemployed, those who deal with social injustice and discrimination, and those who are hungry and homeless, that they seek God's strength and rely on him to meet their needs of body, soul, and spirit. Let us pray to the Lord. For those near and dear to us who call out for relief, renewal, and health, including Nan who fell and broke her, her cervical, Jason with serious back problems. Joan, home recovering from surgery and, and waiting the, for the results. Jeff, who's home also recovering from surgery. And, and Teresa, who was also recovering from surgery. Jeremy, who is recovering from an automobile accident yesterday. And we pray that nothing was seriously hurt. And Lord, we lift up all of those in Maui and on Maui and those who who is going through so much stress with the fire that just ravages this, that island. And, and Lord, we pray that for the families who lost loved ones, we pray and give you thanks for watching over Steve um, and bringing him home to, to the mainland today and be with him on his flights home. We pray that God would hear all prayers and answer according to his great love for them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord be with you. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave by his glorious resurrection, opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on your creation. 
You sent your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, into this world to redeem us fallen creatures. As we receive his body and blood in this sacred meal, strengthen our faith until you turn it, it to sight. To you alone, O oh Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. We rejoice, Lord Jesus, that you did not remain on your heavenly throne but entered your creation for our salvation. With John the Baptist, we give thanks and say, Behold.
Please rise. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the holy supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage that on the day of his coming, we may together with all your saints celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. Sing our closing medley. We will glorify the King of Kings. We will glorify the Lamb. We will glorify Lord of all lords, you will.
Amen. Please be seated. Have any announcements this morning? See? So I just want to say that Friday for the barbecue fundraiser went fabulously. It went wonderful. Everybody, we had a good turnout and uh, great competition. We had uh, Bob and Donna with the Jenga. That was pretty exciting. We had a whole group cheering and, and wondering. And then we had uh, Chelsea and Chelsea with the ladder toss. That was pretty that was a lot of good competition. And um, Donovan and Merle showed their craft and their wonderful uh, cooking skills with the barbecue. We had a, a good, uh, good dinner out there and layout. I just want to thank all of you for coming in and, uh, and uh, participating in this with the fundraiser. So thank you very much. And I also want to say that we also have the Trinity Walkers on Tuesdays at 8.30 um, to meet over at uh, Turtle Bay. So you guys have a great, uh, great day, and thank you for coming. Thanks, thanks, Vicki. Uh, Bob and Donna, do you want to show us that? Oh, it's on film. Okay, we can... Hmm, I can have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, thank you all for coming to that, too, and... and uh, yeah, I was like the wind running through there. Picked up the mail and kept on going. Um, 
Let's see, any other announcements? Script today in the back. So as you leave, don't go through that door. Go through that door. See Donna. The script helps our school. It, it's cards for like Lowe's and um, restaurants and a whole bunch of other things. And uh, a percentage of it comes back to, to our school. So if you ever shop at those places or you think you might shop at a place that we might have, check with Donna and she can tell you that. Um, just a one note on the, uh, on the my, my, Maui fire. Um, did Steve get on his plane this morning? Airtime. So he should be close, right? Good. So, um, don't know, Steve Eady has a business on, the, on that island and um, the, teaching diving and taking people on diving expeditions and stuff. And uh, he got to the other side of the island. So he's safe. Uh, he lost all of his equi equipment. And any word on your house or your apartment? Uh, just the yeah. Okay. Oh. Before you can get in. Yeah. So last thing I heard is this, it had not burned, but it's surrounded by smoke and all that stuff. So there's probably some type of damage on there. Stuff. Last count, I heard 80, a little bit over 80 people had passed away. I don't know if there's an update. Now it's, now it's 93. It just, it, and I think it's expected to go up more, more. I know that our, 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 our district is creating a fund. Uh, we have um, several churches in Hawaii. We have a preaching station that's gone now. That was in, in where the fire was. It wasn't a full-blown church, but they came and they, they shared the, the gospel every week there. Um, and I know somebody had told me that Thrivent is, is doing some matching funds also on that. So if you, if you are members of Thrivent and you want, you want to help with this, this tragedy, you might want to go through uh, um, Thrivent so they can match you know, whatever they, the amount is that they match in their funds. Uh, I haven't heard yet from the district whether they're going to have matching funds yet at all, too. But we'll, we'll keep you informed. Pray about it, whether you know, you're able to, to help that. Yeah, Laura. No. Yeah, they're, 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 they're okay. They're a different island. So, yeah. One, one just got back last, this week. So, not a good thing to go back to, but they're okay. Um, any other announcements? Okay, we have uh, coffee, maybe treats, I'm not sure, and Bible study, end times. So, and don't worry, if you haven't been to any of the study, just come anyway, and, and uh, we'll bring you up. The speed on it. Let's go in peace. Let's serve the Lord.